0: Welcome to The Alignment Show featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it might be in your part of the world. Thank you for joining us this week on the Alignment Show, our first Alignment Show on Friday mornings. So not quite sure what that will do as far as our live audience. Hope there are some of you regulars who are able to join us, but the replay will always be available. Uh, so... Um, We'll see how this Friday morning thing works. As we get started this week, I want to remind you about The Way of the Three Year Old Why. That is my book that is out right now. Uh, Let me see. How shall we share this? I'll put it on the ticker down there. If you have an interest in finding out more about it, you can go to donking.com. That's Don with a double N, slash 3YO. The Way of the Three Year Old Why is a business fable. That is designed to help people figure out what's most important to you and bring your life into alignment with that. It kind of goes along with the alignment show. Bit of personal news: we just wrapped up November, which is National Novel Writing Month. The goal of that is to write fifty thousand words toward a novel, and it happens that uh, I was able to take part in that, met the goal, and so the um, it's technically the third book in the Sparklight Chronicles. But I think it's going to get published before the second one. It's called Medium Well, and you'll be hearing more about that as we go along. In any case, uh, it is time for us to get our guest on here. I'm going to go ahead and put her website on the, uh, the crawl here. Uh, I'm just getting to know Mary Beth Decker, and so you will be meeting her as I am. But her story fascinates me. She is an intuitive animal communicator medical intuitive energy healer the founder of sacredgrove.com where people and pets heal and connect um she is a retired navy officer and she's had a lot of personal life experiences that really inform what she's doing now now here on the alignment show of course we talk with folks about how they got where they are how they took chances and um uh, uh, worked hard very often in order to make changes in their life. And so we're going to be talking with Mary Beth about that as well. So let's go ahead and bring Mary Beth Decker onto our stage. Mary Beth, welcome to the alignment show.
1: I'm so glad to be here, Don. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When uh, our, our mutual friend, Noemi Barris and we mentioned Noemi a lot of times on, on uh, this podcast. Uh, When Noemi was introducing me to you, she mentioned that um, uh, you had reclaimed your purpose in life. And I mean, that's just that goes along with the alignment show so much. But after losing your husband young and going through many struggles and then retired Navy officer and now animal communicator, I don't know if you hear him or not, but my cat over here is, of course, talking to me right now. I
1: do. Yeah,
0: I I don't. I never know. if. uh, if the microphone picks it up or not. And and by the way, uh, listeners, Mary Beth has told me that we may have some cats visit us over there on her side. Uh, you kind of see a, a cat. I don't know if you call it a bed or climbing tower or whatever. Yeah, yeah
1: so they, it's they, a they... climbing tower that gets them up to so they can watch the birds up, up, uh-huh. up the, right at the window. It's uh...
0: Yeah, I, I just I saw a video just yesterday that said that cat is not playing peekaboo. You know, it had, there was a parrot that was peekaboo, you know, up over the edge and the cat's going. So,
1: uh, (laughs) yeah, like what, what should I, should I respond?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, we're going to dig into a lot of that, but let's start with, um, what, what brought you to this place? I mean, you know, losing your husband young, Navy officer, I don't know what the order was there. Uh but Navy officer to animal communicator, there's not a lot of animals on most Navy ships, I don't think.
1: No, but um well but uh think about it. If you look at the the story of um sailors, you'll find that there's a lot of cats on ships uh back in the old days because they don't want a lot of rats running around the ships eating the food. So the cats became part of the, say, a lot of sailing ships had cats. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just uh, curious,
0: uh, think, uh, does yeah. that uh, tradition carry over to the modern Navy? I, I, I
1: don't I, believe so. And if they does, they're probably not telling anybody they've got a pet cat around.
0: So. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Contraband. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um I, um, my time in the Navy uh, was really good for me. That's where I met my husband, who passed. And, I, and uh, I, uh, interestingly enough, I met another. I, I married a second Navy guy. So I guess I like Navy people, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I really believe that that uh, for what we're talking about today. The Navy gave me a chance to leave my hometown and literally see the world. Hmm. I lived in a lot of places with a lot of different cultures. I was in Japan for three years, um, traveled around that part of Asia, um, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, the west coast of California. I'm from Buffalo, New York, originally. And it opened my mind to different cultures within the U.S. and around the world. Uh, and, and there's something really special about that when you realize there's a lot of different ways to interact with the world. People have come up with a lot of different ways. Not everything you I experienced as a kid thinking that was it. No, there's, there's a lot going on. Um, and my, and my husband passed away after... After I retired, um, and um, he was forty-five, and the kids were eight and ten. Wow! Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it
0: was really tough. It, How long ago has that been?
1: Well, this is the twenty-fifth year, and uh, well, Don will tell you this year because I'm intuitive. Maybe I had a feeling like. My husband, Winston, and I came back together in spirit. We were there, and we cleaned up all the stuff from our marriage. So <laughs> we finished it up. So, so for me, it was 25 years later, but I'm guessing for him it was like uh, maybe a week or two. I, I don't know. You know, time is different on the other side, or at least that's oh, yeah. what it's like for me. Uh, but after that... <sighs> I think things started shifting for me. I'm not sure that I can be logical about this, but um, there was a point and I, I was started to, I was working in a, in a great association, loved it, but I got a sense that there was something else I was supposed to do. And I listened to it. It, it started with doing massage, learning massage. So I've got this full-time job. I've got kids And I'm doing massage evenings and weekends off and on. Uh, And from there, I learned energy healing. And when I became a Reiki master, and and I learned a a lot of different modalities, that's when my dog started communicating with me. I I didn't say, oh, I am here to be an animal communicator. I, um, I didn't even know that that was possible. But after, and I've got stories about that. But after that, that's when I said, oh, my goodness, I love this. I've got to learn more how to do it on purpose rather than just, you know, random connections with my dogs mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in the day. Okay. So, okay.
0: And so and I find this fascinating. I'm, uh, if I can probe the experience uh, a little Please. bit. Um, and I'm going to, this is going to sound smart, I like as I'm phrasing it quickly, uh, I don't intend it that way. But it's not that you came in to the kitchen one day and the dog looked at you and said, "Hey, bow wow," you know, or, or something. It wasn't like you're hearing the dog talk. I'm assuming. So, t- tell us a little bit about what the experience was like, how y- how you experienced it when you realized you were communicating with the dog. Was the dog well, it was, indicating to you or, you know, came how to me,
1: that? Uh, and actually, and I was in the kitchen <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and he came and he sat in the dining room. And I mean, Timmy looked like he was actually physically present. It blew my mind down. I have never experienced quite that vivid of, um, a Connection and he just looked at me and he was happy. And when I turned, I went, Timmy, um, he, in my mind, he disappeared. And but but he, he survived death and he came back.
0: So this was a dog that had passed on,
1: absolutely. This is a dog who had passed. I'm sorry I wasn't clear about that. I've told I, I know this so well in my mind, I forget. I gotta say, Timmy had passed. So, yeah, he was, he was there, and he, I knew he would survived death. He was happy, and he, he came back to tell me he was good. Uh, it, not that that was the words, but it was the sense and the emotions. I did see the visual. I saw the happy face, mm-hmm. and I felt the love that he's had for me. I knew he was great. He was in a great place. And that that was the first one that came to me that was so surprising hmm. um so another of my dogs who passed came to me as well and and that was just a feeling that she was with me on a trip and um, i was i was still working for the association and we were going to an annual meeting where i was staffing it you know you got to be I don't know you have to be friendly and happy and help all the people that are there and i was just the opposite because i just lost her oh. dog named daddy and she sat in the the aisle on the plane next to me is what i felt it was felt so strong i was petting her i always think that there must have been people looking at me what the heck is this woman doing <laughs> I'm, you know i'm like this because
0: yeah.
1: and uh, she spent she came I felt her in the, the, uh, the hotel room with me the night before everything started. And so I had a, a, a little bit of time to regroup and had her presence, it was lovely. It was so lovely and I was able to get out there and do what was needed. Um, so we travel on and uh, Mitsubishi uh, named, another dog named by my kids, Siberian Husky he was still in, uh, on the planet. Yeah. So I get it right, right at the beginning. He had watched me to do, do do energy healing on Eddie, who passed. And so I, I was doing some energy healing on him because his back legs were, you know, getting a little bit tough, you think of arthritis, we were on the couch together. And he, he looked at me, and I'm laughing now because he swore he swore like a sailor. He said, "Don't cry. Don't try that SHIT on me."
0: <laughs>
1: and <laughs> and he and he jumped off. And, and and I I I noticed that he thought I had done something to Eddie that that hurt her. So I was a little sad about that, but I I was also laughing that my dog swore at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like wow, this is full real. So um, when I got better at animal communication, I, I connected with him again to say no. It didn't keep her on the planet, but it sure helped her her transition. It was an easier transition for her, and he let me do energy healing for him. Mm. Um, and the guy that got me really started uh, just passed last fall, about a year ago now. Tibor. uh, He came from a really tough background. And I was picking that stuff up. I was seeing visions about his past. And I saw the same vision. Two times as I'm sitting on the couch, it just comes in my head. It's it's like a memory. Uh, And I looked at him and said, Are you for real? Is this real? And that's when I started asking people about this. And they, my friend told me, she says, that's that's animal communication, kind of like you dummy. <laughs> but I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and and at, at that point, I started um, getting training because I really wanted to find out what, what was going on. And when I was, once I did the training and started working with people and their animals, well, I loved connecting with the animals in various ways. And people are so open-hearted. If you love you're animal enough to come into an animal communicator, you're my kind of person anyway, right? So I'm I'm just in a good place.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So what what I'm hearing is that in the beginning, so to speak, the animals communicated to you. Um, It took a little while before you were able to communicate back, like, like to be able to explain to, was it, Tibor, would, uh, have I got the oh, name? Oh, it was M-
1: Mitsubishi.
0: <laughs> Mits- Mits- okay, yeah, to, to be able to explain it to him. Um, this may seem like an odd question, but, you know, it's, it's one of the first things that comes to my mind. Does it surprise the animals that there is a human that can understand them or hear them? Uh, uh, does it surprise them when you talk back to them?
1: Um, I, it's like a two-part answer. This is in my experience, Dad. If, mm-hmm. if the animals are living with you, I do not think that they are surprised. I believe that they're already connected to you because they've got a heart connection. And they have a lot, uh, uh, a sense of people's energy and what they're communicating anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I do believe that they're communicating to us. If anybody has had their cat or dog or mostly cats or dogs staring at them, and I believe sometimes you're thinking, like, I'm communicating as strongly as I can, my beloved human. Why aren't you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Yeah. Okay. So.
0: And that's where I mean, the surprise, I, 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 I that's where I was thinking the surprise might could come in. Like, a, oh, you can hear me. Can you please tell him? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I th- I think it's like, oh, finally. It's more like, oh, finally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense um, with wild animals who don't have that kind of connection to humans. I think it's, for them, it'd be the same. If you, you started hearing a squirrel say, um, why do you walk your dogs here? They drive me nuts, which probably, the, I believe some of the squirrels tell me that, but you know, they're not looking to communicate with a human. And then I think there is a surprise there about like, you, you, you talking to me Yeah, you know, from that old movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that story. I'm glad you laughed. Um, so it, it feels it feels like it's uh, they're listening in, and they're ready to connect uh, when they're living with humans. They've got that experience already
0: mm-hmm. when they're mm-hmm. with us. I, I could I could see some of them thinking, okay, that they they're so out loud they can't understand real language. You, you, you see what i mean like, like we're it's so used thing. to yeah oh. yes so that could be where the surprise comes. So i've been talking to you this whole time and you couldn't understand me you
1: couldn't understand me and now we're doing it
0: yeah about yeah. time. yeah good okay yeah about about time um so what's um because i see you're not just providing a channel so to speak you know Rex says, can you let him know I really don't like that particular brand of dog food? It's not that kind of communication. You're really facilitating people making difficult decisions. Um, I saw that two or three times in in the material that I got about you. I get a sense that that may be where you get your greatest satisfaction. Uh, Am I putting words in your mouth or is that accurate?
1: No, that's beautiful. That is true. Um, We do sometimes go into what kind of cat food will this cat eat? And that's (laughs) that's not unusual. Um, You know, what the heck do you like? But if you look back from the question, it's, it's the conundrum of, my golly, I love this cat so much. Why is she or he not eating? I like to... I like working with people who have issues, and and uh, worries, uh, whether it's behavioral or it feels like there's something physical going on, and we get more information and um, connect with them, and then that's that's where sometimes energy healing will come in to release some of the the lower energies around whatever's going on even clearing out emotions from we're kind of going everywhere here but even clearing out emotions from what happened to them before you, they joined your family i've got i usually end up with rescue animals and there's they bring their baggage with with them and so clearing out some of that stuff helps them change their behaviors uh And then, so I'll move over to the physical side, I can, not 100%, but I can give people an idea of where things aren't working well in the body, where there might be pain or some part of the body is just uh, not doing quite as well. Or find out what medicines, is the pain medicine working? You know, basic things, keep my keep my animal comfortable. How are they feeling? Uh, and even to the end of life, mm-hmm. about uh, are they still enjoying life? Is, is is it still a pleasure for them to get up and see their people and look in their eyes or it's like, oh, this is not, I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And those transition times are really, really tough. They um, are. It's kind of a given with most pets uh you know a dog will live twenty years if we're lucky a uh, cat fifteen to twenty years most of the time we outlive our pets yes what does that look like from the pets standpoint I mean the pet uh, the, the cat will yeah, have well, probably one owner the whole life you know unless they experience going to a shelter or something
1: yeah they' See if I can answer that in a way that is useful. And animals, uh, on a physical sense, good news for animals is they don't get the diagnosis from the doctor, or the veterinarian. So they're not they're not burdened with whatever diagnosis we the human have to live with. There's, there's such a sadness there. So they're living in, what is it like to be in my body right now? Uh, what can I do? What can I do anymore? What's, what am I feeling? And um, some are more, I gotta say, they're more attuned to the fact that they're going to transition, but not everybody. So um, what's, let's see, excuse me, I'm just listening in for how to say this. So it's always helpful to, if there's a decision about letting them go, to like tell them. And, and even if you have pets on the other side, animals who've passed, invite them in to like put their arms around them You say, hey, buddy, come with me. Let me show you. Got a lot of friends here, things to do. Um, to be there through the transition and um, let them know that they're going to feel like whatever their two-year-old self again, like they're going to really feel good and they'll still have a connection to us. Hmm. Um, The funniest, it was a little hard to to share one time, uh, a friend of mine's daughter asked if the dog who had passed missed her. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's a young girl. And the answer I got back was no. And I'm like, what? And then ex- then the dog explained, because I'm always connected to you. I can see you anytime I want. <laughs> um, I'm, they're doing other things, but, you know, if they want to come in and check in on us, uh, they got free reign to come and, and hang out with us whenever they choose. Or we ask them.
0: Yeah, yeah i i wonder you were talking about uh you know an animal that knows they can't do what they used to do and all that kind of thing you know humans will will worry about things in the past they'll fret about things in the future uh I'm. I'm not assuming that animals only live in the present. You know, like the mythical, and I know it's a misnomer, the idea of a goldfish only having a three-second memory and you know, all that. They've got memories, but what's different about the way they experience time and humans experience time? Does that make sense?
1: Uh, yeah, it it does. Um- In the, in the respect of worry, that when it comes to physical stuff, um, I don't know that they go through the same things we do. Uh, worry and anxiety seems to come more from past experiences that they're afraid are going to happen again Mm -hmm. Uh, if that makes sense I'm thinking my rescue dogs who some my guy gets really anxious and I think he thinks that maybe we're gonna drop him off at the shelter like we've given up Mm -hmm. on him right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're talking about end of life though I I think more of it is Um, it is frustration with the inability to do what they used to do, but still, still figuring out how they can get it done anyway, but, and trying to come to terms with it. But there is a part of them that's like, oh, yikes. Um, Mm -hmm. and then there's pulling in on themselves, pulling into themselves a little bit more as, as things, the physical life gets more difficult. Hmm. Hmm. I'm hoping I'm being. being yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. This, this
0: makes sense. This makes sense. Yeah. It's a, it it makes me think of a a little more lighthearted question. uh I've had uh <laughs> had dogs. I've had cats. I know you have both dogs and cats now. Um, used to be, and we we only have the one cat now. But it used to be, if I went out to the car and I forgot something, I came back in, the dog would be like, "He's home! He's home! Oh my god, he's home!" You know, and but. If I was away for two weeks at a conference, when I came home, the cat would be like, hey, <laughs> did, 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 did you bring the can opener? You, you know, I mean, there's all these stereotypes about the difference in the way dogs interact with us and cats do. You know, And uh, are cats actually that much more aloof or do they just want us to think they don't need us? Uh, you know, just what's the difference and i realize each individual animal is an individual you know but thank still. you for
1: saying that because yeah. um i've heard, heard this thing a lot i i think the cats show affection possibly differently than dogs
0: mm-hmm. okay. um, a different love language so to speak
1: yeah thank you that's a great way to put it Don. um because i truthfully uh, a lot of times my cats will greet me at the door i don't know if they're like. The dogs do it. I guess we'll do it too. You know, (laughs) Uh, everybody's there. Good, Uh, but they're not jumping up on me. They're just like, okay. um, And 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 let me tell you that you could put a few more treats in the in the the kitty bowl, the the treat bowl, for me. Uh, (laughs) um, But I believe. their capacity for compassion and love is there, but it may show, again, it may express itself in a different way. Uh, and, and if people are a little more open to connecting with them and finding out what they like and doing that, I think that there there could be some more reciprocity in the love Um just don't assume that they're going to be dogs. Well, yeah. There are yeah. Some, but just don't assume they're going to be dogs.
0: As, uh, I, I feel like sometimes, that uh, you know, I can't remember if we said on the broadcast or not. My cat is named Angel. Uh, and remember, the devil has angels, too. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes when I catch him looking at me, that he's thinking, should I kill him and eat him now or keep him around to work the can opener? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's that's just that's just me and him, you know. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, <laughs> you can even I'm glad you're laughing because it could be just like he does it because it it uh, makes you makes you laugh or makes. I, you yeah, laugh.
0: I think he, he does like it. That. He does it because it freaks me out, you know. Um <laughs> So he's uh it's one of the things I've noticed since the pandemic came about. And I was working at home. He figured it out. And I mean, he just, he he acts more like a puppy. A lot of times he just hangs mm. around me, you know? Yeah, And um, so, you know, not not taking time to dig too much into me and my cat, but I, I just, I see where your work in helping people to connect with their animals just not only helps the animals, but helps the humans.
1: It, it really does. It really does. So uh, we, we, in this day and age, we brought animals into our family because we're really we really want something good in that relationship. We want we want love and affection and um, physical touch, and um, so anything that brings more of that into our lives these days, I think it's a boon for us humans. And and I feel like animal communication and some of the healing that's done. Indeed. Does that for people as well as their animals.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and for folks that are joining us on video, and again, the audio listeners, we're going to have all these links in the show notes. Where we can, we'll say things out loud. But I'm going to put on the screen a Mary Beth's website here. This is uh, Sacredgrove.com. Uh, before we went on the broadcast, she yep. and I were talking about the the misspellings people get. It's not scared grove. <laughs> It's not sacred groove, S A C R E D G R O V E dot com, sacredgrove dot com. And uh, where people and pets heal and connect. And I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff on here, folks. Um, So, you know, go check out the website. Uh, Again, for those of you who are on here with us on video, Uh, I've got a QR code that makes it really easy. Uh, If you don't know about QR codes, you just take your your smartphone and open up the camera, point it at that, I don't know what you call the thing, you know, it's uh, the the squiggly stuff down there. Uh, You'll get a a link that will pop up. Tap that link and it can take you right to it. So it makes it really easy. And then Mary Beth is on various social networks. We're going to put up a QR code for her on Facebook, Uh, Facebook and Instagram are pretty closely connected. Again, we will put that in the show notes. So if you are listening audio only, or if you just like it that way better, you know, you'll be able to get to it through the show notes. So uh, tell me Mary Beth, what would be the primary reason that somebody might reach out to you at your website or on social media? What are folks usually looking for?
1: Uh, People come for um, many times for behavioral issues uh, that are caused many times by emotional stuff. Um, And so and sometimes physical. So, cats not using litter boxes. Let's be—I get a lot of those. I work on that. Uh, dogs who uh, are uh, do a lot of stuff that's uh, anxiety-driven uh, uh, or fear-driven uh, on walks or meeting people, or meeting other dogs, things like that. I'm not a trainer, so. They go from they work from the outside, you know. I work from the inside. To the, you know, what's going on inside? What's going on in the head and in the heart and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they also come to me when there's medical issues that they want more insight into. They're already going to their vet, and they they like to have some more information and maybe another even another way of healing, which which is we, walk, we work with the energy around whatever the issue is. I, and it's not in the oh, everybody gets well, but there's there's many times a change in the animals' uh, behavior and uh, their emotions and even their physical, some of the physical things kind of clear up, um, not a hundred percent. I mean, I'm not going to say that, but yeah. th- that's what they do. There's, there's, there's things that they want more information on maybe help the things get better.
0: Okay. Okay. It does occur okay. to me to ask, do you need to go to someone's house or are you able to work somehow over zoom or something like that? Or?
1: I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Most of my stuff these days is, is over zoom. And some phone and um, which is great. I I think the most amazing one that I've done uh, lately is I'm in Virginia. And um, the woman I was connecting with, she was in Thailand the last time I talked to her. She's traveling around the world and her dog is in Canada staying with her aunt and uncle. Oh. And so we did a Zoom session that she tells me was successful, uh, checking in with the dog. He does like being with the aunt and uncle. They're by, he's by a lake. He thinks it's great. Uh, and, and he reassures he still loves her, but he does want to stick with the aunt and uncle. He does want to travel around the world. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, and, okay. And just a real quick, you know, connected question there. How can I say this quickly? I was thinking earlier today about how up until just maybe the last 50 years, you know, humans didn't deal with things like jet lag. Uh, you know, we interacted with each other in the same time zone and all that sort of thing. Uh, and now we travel around the world. We have jet lag. I, I, Noemi's in Cyprus, for example, you know do the dogs do the cats other animals do they have a sense of you know big planet you know my my owner or however you would phrase it is in thailand you know uh uh, 12 hours away whatever it is do they have a sense of place that way or is that reading too is that being too anthropomorphic i think is the word
1: oh yeah it's a good word um let me, let me think. They I don't think they have a, a sense of the physical location like, oh my goodness, 12 hours by jet, whatever that means, doesn't mean anything to them. Uh, I think they do or could if if you were communicating it, they could get a sense of what what the person is experiencing if they wanted to share, you know, what they're doing. But if, I would think it's more s- simple that they're just connecting soul to soul mm-hmm. or mind to mind mm-hmm. uh, rather than a, a distance. Because we're in a, we're connecting it actually at a place where there is no there's no no really time and there's no distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the connection is made anyway.
0: So, okay, okay.
1: I don't think they get that sort of
0: sense. Yeah, that, that makes, That's a good question. That, that, well, it makes sense to me. I could almost see them looking at us and saying, Isn't it so weird that they experience space like that or they experience time like that, you know? So th- those those poor talking monkeys um, you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my. well as,
0: you know. Uh, and, and we're a little bit over the time I usually try to keep guests it's just such a fascinating conversation I like to always ask though at least one final question and that is there's probably something that you wish that I had asked, I that, I had asked. That, I that I didn't you know um, what okay. do you wish I had asked and what would your answer to that be?
1: Did you hear yeah, it? That, that was Bunny? That, that
0: one's got an. That's opinion. funny.
1: She's all right, Bunny. What do you want? What should we tell people? She's looking at me like,
0: I'm not going to tell you that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's your job.
0: Somebody, somebody told me a couple of weeks ago. It. If cats could talk, they wouldn't. Look. I heard that too. <laughs> but see, I can go back to them now and say, Mary Beth says they do. They just don't want
1: to. <laughs> they just don't. They don't want to all the time. <laughs> okay, here's the thing I love the most that I believe, and I, I would, I would uh, like to say, is um, in my understanding of life, I believe the animals that show up and become part of our, our, our life and our experience, are part of our soul family. And so that we and they, we made an agreement to, to be together. Even if you're not having a great time with your animal right now, there's a reason you two pick to be together. And I believe that connection is, if it's grounded in love, it is forever. Love does, never dies. So it doesn't matter whether they're on the planet, we're on the planet. Somehow we're always we're always connected because love is 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 forever. So,
0: I think I heard an amen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you did. <laughs> it was good timing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
0: uh i'm glad to have had at least two guests on here this morning (laughs) well as we get ready to wrap up here i want to thank you for being here with us fascinating conversation if you can hang out in the green room for just a moment so i can thank you properly i'll tell folks about what's coming up next but uh, again thank you so much for being here with us this week
1: oh this was this is a great conversation don thank you for letting me
0: Taught absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) I'll be right back with you in just a second. But, folks, as we look what's coming up on the alignment show, uh, next Friday, we have a repeat guest. Jeff West is going to be back with us. Uh, Jeff was one of the first people, in fact, uh, uh, he and um, oh, I'm having a senior moment. I can't believe I can't think of her name right now. They they co wrote, uh, said the lady with the blue hair. And they were the first guests here on the Alignment Show. So Jeff is working on another book. Uh, he's going to be here to talk about where he is in his journey. You may remember that Jeff was a successful insurance salesman. But what he always wanted to do was to write. And that's what he's doing now. He's he, This will be, I think, his third or fourth book. So he will be with us next week on the Alignment Show. That would be next Friday, December the 8th. And so remember, what we're all about here on The Alignment Show is helping you to evaluate your life, to figure out what's most important to you. We say that we like to help you to live your values so that you can value your life. And we hope that you will stick with us and let us help you with that. I always forget to say this, by the way, if you like what we're doing here on The Alignment Show, um, give us a review. Uh, Tell your friends about it. We really do hope to be able to make a difference to people with the conversations that we have with our guests. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share ConfidenceCultivators.com to spread the goodness and remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.